Welcome to Fit for Duty, Fit for Life. My name is Coach JC, and I am your coach. Each week, we bring you an inspiring, winning story, an empowering, motivating, winning word so that you can be your best and win more in life. Thank you for joining us today, and now it's time for you to be fit for duty and fit for life. All right, what's going on, fam? This is Coach JC here with the Fit for Duty, Fit for Life podcast, and I am super stoked and excited to have you listen in today. Man, this is Fit First Responders, part of FFRonline.tv. Man, we are bringing you the tools you need to ultimately be fit for duty and fit for life. Man, if you are a frequent listener, you know how we kick off every podcast. We believe at FFRonline.tv, just like you train your body, you train your mind and your emotions. And we always start every podcast with a winning confession. Man, if you're new to this podcast, I just want you to repeat after me. Man, this is our winning confession at FFRonline.tv. Today is my day. No one will get in my way of me being the best version of me. I am here on purpose. I have a purpose. I am strong. I am passionate. I am powerful. I am unstoppable. I am a winner. I am fearless. I choose faith. And last but not least, you are fit for duty and you are fit for life. All right, guys, once again, this is Coach JC. We want to welcome you to today's podcast with our special guest. Man, I'm here in Tulsa, Oklahoma at the Fit First Responders headquarters. Man, we are recording live, and I'm here today with the one and only Mr. Jacob Younger. What's going on, boss? How much? How are you? Man, I'm living the dream, man. You have got the most beautiful face for radio I've ever seen. (laughs) Hey, I'm just trying to keep it real with you. Hey, man, we are sitting like, I don't know, what is this, three feet away from each other? And, uh, you know, before I even get into introduction, man, Jacob Younger, I've been blessed and privileged to be able to coach him and, you know, uh, as a mentor, but also as a friend. So he knows that when I talk, I get passionate, I get fired up. And uh, he's he's probably already got his napkins there to put up because he knows I'm going to be spitting all over him today because we're like three feet away. But, hey, real talk, man. We are super stoked that you're here. Real quick, man, I just want to put this out there. Over 46 agencies right now are tuning in to FFRonline.tv to be given the tools to be fit for duty, fit for life. Over 500 first responders doing their part. And my question as we kick off today is, are you doing your part? Are you ready when the call comes? Are you fit for duty? Are you fit for life? Man, I'm super stoked. Today, we're going to talk about the fit for duty aspect and the fit for life aspect. We're going to be talking about knowing your why, setting goals, but not just setting them, but how do you set goals and go get them so that you can be the best version of 
you. So without further ado, Jacob Younger, a captain paramedic with the Tulsa Fire Department here in studio. And here's how I like to kick every podcast off, my man. I like to give you the opportunity at this time to introduce yourself. I could sit here and tell everybody really cool things about you, but I think this is the most important time. You have listeners from all over the country, all over the nation, listening right now, wondering who is Jacob Younger? So let them in the life of my man Jacob Younger. Who are you? How'd you become a firefighter? And why do you do what you do? Well, uh, first off, thanks for having me. I appreciate the uh, invitation. You know, it's it's for me, it's almost like a game of which one of these doesn't fit. Uh, I kind of look at your previous guests. I look at Major Yates and Corporal Weekly from uh, from PD. Uh, yeah. Listen to Stacy Attell's podcast and his story and his perseverance. Powerful. I mean, it's, it's extremely powerful. Uh, the the fireside. Uh, you know, Rick Markley and Dan Kerrigan, Chief French, uh, Bobby Halton. I mean, Chief Halton Amazing. Is, is the chief. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so you run down those line of guests, and then there's me, so I can tell you which one doesn't fit. Get out of here with um, that. But just so <laughs> where, where I stand, I'm a second-generation uh, fireman here in the city of Tulsa. Uh, my dad was uh, able to serve the city for 32 years. Um, I grew up around it. Uh, it was... Something that was always kind of there in the forefront of what I wanted to do. Um, I chased other dreams. I uh, came back to it uh, in, in my early 20s, and that's kind of where I ended up. Uh, from, from a civil service side, um, you know, definitely wanted to serve the citizens. Uh, the job is, is wonderful. Uh, I looked at my childhood and what the, the job was able to provide me and my brothers and sisters and, um, you know, our family. Uh, and it's all based in that relationship and the family of the fire department. Uh, so that was that's what drove me to to where I am. Uh, a lot of the motivation behind uh, my career, yeah, and the future that I, that I see. Man, that's powerful. And I want to ask you a question. You're in Tulsa, Oklahoma. How long you been on now as a first responder? Uh, I've been in in Tulsa for uh, as far as Tulsa Fire Department a little over eleven years. Eleven uh, years, paramedic. I mean, you got guys under you that you're leading every single day as a captain, right? And I and, and I'm gonna be real. You know, I was laughing. You named all those, uh, you know, guests we had on the podcast. <laughs> but here's how we have guests on this podcast. Either you have done something absolutely ridiculous to intrigue me. All right, in person or off person, online, somewhere that I met you. And I said, man, I got to make sure that the first responders in our nation, the heroes, the finest and bravest, know about this guy and what he's doing. I know you can motivate, you can lead them. Or somebody has sent in an email or said, hey, you really want to interview this guy or, or that gal or this first responder. I think they have a lot to give. And so I want to preface our podcast by saying this. You are sitting here, just like our winning confession says, with a purpose, on purpose. And I've had many interactions with you, Absolutely. you know, uh, right there face-to-face in a facility, outside a facility, and I've noticed a few things. Number one, you're extremely focused and driven as an individual. I've watched you go through uh, pre-existing injuries. I've watched you go through circumstances and, and situations in life, just like every human being does. But I've watched you break through and overcome. And I'll never forget, a mentor of mine said, Coach JC, if you really want to help and serve people, become a student of human nature. 
So I've observed you, brother, not in a creepy, weird way, but you are good looking. I don't have a man crush, but this dude's a good looking guy, Jacob Younger. But I say this in the most respectful manner. I've watched you and I've observed you as driven as you are, as determined as you are and as focused as you are. And we've talked. You've said some amazing, powerful, deep you know, lessons, and I watch you do the same. I watch you observe and, and, and watch other people, and, but I always see you spitting wisdom, and it might be a one word. It might be a sentence. It might be in the gym while first responders training, and it's an intense moment, and I'll watch you driven, focused on your workout, make sure that somebody else is winning. So I believe today what you have to say, the words you have to say, man, that they are uh, that they're going to be purposeful, intentional. And I believe there's first responders right now that when they tune this podcast off, they're going to say, oh, my gosh, that podcast absolutely changed my life. So I want to thank you for your commitment to who you are, to who you are and your attitude to be driven and determined and focused in life, man. Absolutely. Well, I appreciate that. Um you know, for, for me, there was definitely a catalyst. Um, I would, it, it was a, a change for many, many years. And even on the department, I kind of went through the motions as far as my fitness. Um, you know, I was always in pretty decent shape. Uh, didn't have to work real hard at it. You know, was able to, to maintain. Uh, grew up an athlete. Uh, was an athlete in college. Uh, that was kind of uh, allowed me to, to perform. Um, but the catalyst to me is when I started promoting and started realizing that, you know, in on a scene, on an emergency scene or in a fire, that I was going to be leading people into a dangerous situation, um, that they were going to be looking to me for guidance. They're going to be looking to me for experience and, you know, to be and. I say leader of men, uh, that's not to uh, diminish men, you know, or, or put men above women in the fire service, it's men and women, just the, the term leader of men um, gives you some more credence to that mentality that if, if you're going to lead, you need to be the most prepared. Come on. And so from a knowledge standpoint, um, started really trying to look in it and, and divulge as much um, and, and understand what we were dealing with more. But also from a fitness side, I wasn't going to be the first one or even the second one on. that, that went down. I was going to be the one that, that, that was leading at the end. And that's that's where the, the focus has, has changed um, over the last uh, five or six years for me. Well, and, and you said a powerful thing in there as far as a leader, and, and I want to stay there for a second because, you know, we were blessed and privileged to be out at a, a Firehouse World Expo and, and interact with chiefs of, uh, of, fire ser- of the fire service and, and, and departments all over our country and internationally. And, man, there were so many individuals there that said, man, we really know we need a wellness program. We really know we need to do a better job. Right. And I've researched this. There's over 70% of first responders at every ranking in every agency, we could talk fire specifically, over 70% statistics show are not doing their part to be fit for duty. What does that mean? You're the finest, you're the bravest. Many first responders are out of shape, physically, poorly conditioned, not ready physically and mentally. They're on their way to being injured, maybe a, a weak injury, a few days, maybe it's career ending, maybe it's a life injury. You know, death uh, obviously is a real thing every time that you put your life on the line. 
But that's something I respect about you. You never needed an incentive. You never needed anything besides walking through the door. And you said this to me. I don't need a truck. We do sexy, cool truck challenges in cities. And you said, I don't need a truck. I don't need an incentive. I don't need, it doesn't matter what they tell me. Go go out and do the physical fitness test and you're going to get a day off. None of that matters to you. You do it because it's part of who you are and what you do. Talk about that because there's a lot of people out there that are not. Yeah, I mean, just like you're talking about the, the, and and we're, it can be the police force. It can be, you know, EMS. It doesn't have to be just fire service um, from a standpoint of being fit for the duty that you're going to be performing. Um, You know, for for us as as, uh, firefighters, you know, there's a lot that are, they're in shape for that first fire. But what happens if you get a fire right after that? And you've got to go to another one. Mm. And you've got to do, you know, or, or the fire, you know, escalates. And now it's become a second or third alarm fire. You know, there's, it's about preparing your body for everything that can be thrown at you. And the reality is, is that it's, it's such a physically taxing job. Um, you can go through even the best, most physically fit, will be exhausted when you're done. But you're putting yourself in a position that being that much more fit allows you to do it safer, where you're trying, you're avoiding those injuries that are that are avoidable. I mean, from a from a lifting standpoint, the the muscle fatigue that goes along into where not you go back where you're sh- you're lifting with your legs and not using your back. You know, the the incidence of shoulders and knees and 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 back injuries are so high within the fire service that you physically train your body to prevent those. Yeah. Um, now, there there are times that there are injuries you can't prevent. That that is what it is. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's an absolutely dangerous job. All all civil service, you know, have their own dangers. Uh, but it's doing what you what you can to put yourself in a position to where, whenever your shift's over and that gear comes off the truck that you can go home to your family and you can pick up your your child yep. you can go to the to the park you can run around with them you can go ride bikes with your family do whatever it is that you want to do to have that family time and it's not painful come on I mean, that's because the reality of what this job is um and and you and I've had this conversation many a time and and, and I've heard you tell many other people is you know being a firefighter is what I do. It doesn't define me. Yep. And uh, that it takes a lot of thought for somebody to get around that idea. A lot of people who have, have really internalized and they make so much of, of, of being a firefighter. And I'm absolutely not diminishing it because it is a true calling and it is, it's the greatest job in the world. But it doesn't define who I am. When I walk away from that fire station, I can be something that's not a firefighter. Yeah. Now, my service doesn't stop. You know, if you see a, a, somebody needs help and you pitch in, that's not, that's, it's a completely different ideal behind it. It's allowing yourself to have a life outside of that and realizing that your preparation and how you do that job allows you to live that life more efficiently uh happier 
and, and be able to, to get the other things you were looking at from, from this program where you're fit for life and you're spiritually fit and your your relationships and you're mentally fit, all of those things, they, they all tie to each other. Yeah. They're not independent. Yep. Uh, you know, things that you can establish just little parts of. If you go into this 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 type of program and you look at uh, truly honing your physical skills and your physical ability and your fitness, and then you, you can't help but become more spiritually stronger. You can't help but become better in your, your relationships, whether it be in your relationships there in your fire station or in, in uh, you know, your squad meetings or, or at home. And that's where, it's, that's where it's important. That's a huge point what you just said, and you're spitting the knowledge and the wisdom, man. If you're listening right now, I mean, there's a direct correlation between the physical and mental. And when you start winning in an area, it's always shocking to a lot of people when they come to me and say, wait a second, I, I, I tuned on FFRonline.tv or I joined one of the programs or I got your book and all I wanted to do was lose a little weight or get in a little better shape. But man, my marriage is better. What? Well, hold on, I feel better. There's a direct correlation. That's how hormones work. And a lot of times when somebody's down and out and depressed, and I've, talking to, I've spoken with so many shrinks, psychiatrists and psychologists about this, is it the I first? I don't know if I'd admit that out loud. <laughs> not, not because of oh, me, oh. not sitting on our couch, but try to gain the wisdom and how to serve better. And you know, right. a lot of them like to say, "Well, uh, if somebody comes to me, I'm going to prescribe them a drug." But I've also sat across for many that have said, first thing you could do, the greatest thing you could do, is get out and exercise." There's a direct correlation that if you change your physiological state, that your mindset and your mental state will follow up. Absolutely. And a lot of people don't realize that until they get in the gym and all of a sudden they start to say, wait a second, all I'm doing is working out, but I'm better on the job. I feel better. My self-esteem, my confidence, that's how hormones work. And if you're listening right now, man, you might be saying, well, you know, I'm not using my body the way I need to, man. I'm not living up to when I sign the oath, man. I'm really not fit for duty. I'm not doing my part. And I'm one of those players that younger that Jacob talked about. I'm out of shape right now, and I'm, I'm in poorly conditioned shape, and I'm not ready for when the play happens, when the call comes, when I have to get in that fire engine or, the, or that patrol car or, or ambulance, and i got to do my job. And I believe that you're here today because you want to protect your body and your skill. And you should. You should take the time to prepare. Man, it's part of what you do. It's part of who you are when you sign the oath. And today we're going to give you a tool. And we're going to dive right in, Jacob. And the tool is, I think a lot of people, they do not ever become the best version of them because they don't know why they do what they do. They just coexist. They go through life. And whatever life throws them, oh, man, a curveball. Oh, my gosh, I'm down and out. I'm depressed. I'm, I'm such a, what? And then life hits them with something good. I'm up and I have highs and I have lows like, like a drug addict or an, an addict. And what we want to spit today is we want to talk about knowing your why. If you are not being the best version of you, Jacob mentioned your identity and who you are and, and physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, chances are that you don't know why you do what you do. We have three W's at FFR that, that we've given you. The first one, if you logged on, we talk about who you are. You better know who you are, what you stand for, what you're about. The second thing is what, what you are after, what's your goal, what's your dream, and we're going to get into that today, and then know your why. So, Jacob, I want you to dive in, man. Why, for you, 
knowing your why is so important. And for the listener out there, you can say, why do they have to go that purpose, that driver, that juice of knowing their why? Talk to us, my man. Uh, yeah, so um, you and I talked, and I, I told you about this quote, and, and we've had a couple of conversations about uh, Tony Robbins and, and just the, the master motivator he is and understanding the human mind. And a quote that he had uh, is setting goals is the first step to turning the invisible into the visible. Yep. And so when you when you go a step further with that, you know, for me, I relate it to a rudderless ship. I mean, you can have a, a direction. You can say, hey, I'm going to I'm going to get fit. I'm going to be a better version of this, uh, a better version of that. Doesn't matter what your whatever your commitment is. And you can have that direction, but if you don't have a rudder on that ship, come on, you're easily influenced by the wind. You're easily influenced by by the the, the flow of the water. You don't have that straightest, you know, the the shortest point between the two distances of the straight line. You don't control your path. So you you have to know why you're going to do something because that al- allows you to put that constant check on yourself to keep reminding yourself what your goal is why you're why you're doing it because that allows you to to re-anchor and and as you re-anchor you're able to put yourself in a position where you see and you constantly see on the horizon where you're where you're trying to go uh, and as you do that, you you keep your frame of reference. You don't get too far off the track. You know, so so many people. If you go back to um, you know setting your uh, New Year's resolutions, yeah. You know, and you look at the gym industry and and how much money they make off of memberships in January that aren't utilized past January fifteenth. People don't know their why. They have they have an idea. But they don't really commit to their why, and they lose they lose that that frame of reference, and so they become, uh, you know, at that point, they they become a floating ship. Yep. And they just float away from what their goal is that that they've they haven't committed to, and, and that's the whole purpose of this. Um, you know, this program is, you know, we're I'm blessed to have it here at the headquarters. Um, but it's no different. It's no different being here as it is to be able to be online, uh, to be on your own. You're not going through it alone. You know, there we have over 500 uh, first responders that come into our organization on a daily basis. Uh, you know, and then you look at all of the agencies that are represented online. It, it's you set that why. And then you share it with somebody because y- you have to go through this with, with a partner. It, you have to, you, come because on. you have to have somebody that can help you when you're at your lowest, come back to where you can see that why, and you can see that horizon. You know, it, it's so important to have you know, your, your station or your shift or, you know, crew or even, you know, just that one person, um, but the best thing about this program is that it, it doesn't have to be somebody from your organization. Yep. You know, we, we've talked in the past, and, and you know, the, the relationships that you build with the common interest of civil service are some of the strongest you'll ever see. 
And, you know, from a fireman that responds with police all the time, um, you know, there's, there's a few in my district that I see uh, pretty frequently. We become friends because of FFR, and it's extended out into the field. And um, you know, one particular story, not to go into details, but um, it was a pretty, uh, pretty tense scene. Um, it was a, a medical scene that we went to. Uh, police was involved. Um, <clears throat> I went as a, uh, showed up as a supervisor, as an EMS supervisor, and showed up uh, on the fire side. And our crew was kind of in limbo of what to do, and police was involved, and they were kind of in limbo. And I looked over, and the guy leading um, the, the police at that point it was also FFR. Come on. And he and I made eye contact. We, you know, I kind of called him aside and said, hey, what do you want us to do? And he let me know, and then he said, hey, you know, what do we need to do? And we worked together, he and I, and I would have never had that mm. if it weren't for this program. And sharing uh, a, a common goal of, of being a better version of myself. Wow. What a powerful story. And, you know, I think the cool thing about that is that gives you as a first responder, and the only reason I know this is we've had so many first responders mention it, it gives you peace of mind when you show up to a scene and you might not know too many other first responders from other agencies and all of a sudden you see an FFR guy, a fit first responder, and you're saying, oh, wow, I know that behind closed doors that cat's doing what he needs to do to work on his skill, to work on his fitness. I know he's ready and prepared physically and mentally. You said some powerful things I just want to uh, stay with for a second. Of course, you mentioned my man, Tony Robbins. Man, Tony Robbins, if you're listening, hit me up because we're going to have you on this podcast. That's my guy. Setting goals is the first step in turning the invincible into visible. That's a powerful, powerful quote. There's some people listening right now, and they've been punched in the face in life, in a marriage physical body, they got something going on serious, mentally, emotionally, on the job, that promotion they were believing for, they've been smacked or punched in the face. And now that visible, that used to be visible, man, they can't even see it anymore. Man, I want to challenge you right now. Take that quote and run with it. You heard Jacob, the captain right here, challenging you. Man, let's set some goals together at FFRonline.tv. I see him wearing a shirt right now. It says, team never quit. We're going to have my man, you listen to that podcast? I do. I do with uh, with Marcus and, and Rutt. Yep. Yep. So Team Never Quit, man, what does that stand for? So uh, it's an organization uh, that Marcus Luttrell, uh, yep. Lone Survivor, uh, started. Um, so you have the Lone Survivor F uh, Foundation. Um, they do a lot of great things for, obviously, the military, uh, but also through first responders as well. Um, so I've been uh, a, a follower of Team Never Quit uh, for quite a while um, since the inception. They actually do a Patriot tour where they go around, uh, do speaking tours, um, have some pretty influential people involved, uh, former SEALs, former uh, um, military. There's a, a few that are uh, Marine EOD, EOD techs. Um, the stories are yeah, not powerful. They're, they're not, and they're not always about the battlefield they're about embracing the suck of life yeah and overcoming and it's it's that mentality that you know there's certain things that that happen in this world that you don't control and and you and I had talked about that previously and you're kind of talking about promotion and some of the other things you know the the circle of influence and circle of concern thought process 
You know, yep. if you don't have, you don't have influence on it. Why are you concerned with it? You yeah. Know, as as individuals, we get so caught up in worrying about the things that we don't control. Yep. That we lose sight of what we do control, and when we lose sight of that, we lose, just like we've talked about before, we lose the why. We yep. lose our anchor to what we're trying to accomplish. Um, you know, obviously with, with Latrell, Marcus Latrell's story, I mean, that's... It's powerful. Oh, it's, it's, it's well, amazing. And, and you hit on what I wanted you to hit on. We're going to actually have, a lot of people don't know, his brother Morgan. has an amazing story as well. Absolutely. Morgan, we're going to have him on the podcast. He's booked in March, uh, I believe, to be on. I forget exactly what day. But you hit on what I wanted you to hit on. Yeah. We didn't talk about this before, but if you have a shirt on that says, Team Never Quit, what does that mean to you? And you hit on it. It's it, it, Basically, it says, hey, I'm going to control what I can control, and life is life. Man, life's not fair. Life's not unfair. But why worry about the things that I cannot control? And you said something powerful. Hey, overcoming. And to me, that's what never quit means. Never Absolutely. quit is shifting your perspective, maybe just changing the glasses you're wearing at the moment to say, when I know this situation right now is brutal, it sucks, I'm out of downtime, but you know what? Let me shift my perspective because I made a commitment to myself, to my family, to whoever, to God, that I will not quit, that I'm going to overcome. And so much of life, Jacob, is not about what happens to us, but it's about how we respond. Absolutely. You've been through some crazy stuff. I've been through some crazy stuff. There's people listening right now that are going through hell right now. And they're saying, man, I tune in this podcast hoping and wishing for one thing, man, to help me break through and overcome. And uh, I want you to, I want you, I want to stay there for a second because you said set that why and share it with someone. Absolutely. That is the difference maker of FFR, online.tv. It's the difference maker of Fit First Responders. There's so many programs out there when it comes to fitness, and, and you see them everywhere popping up. And, man, we do a great job in the fitness realm, accommodating different fitness levels. But we do two things I believe no one does. We spend a little more time on the mental conditioning. Just like you train your body, you can train your mind and emotions, preparing you now so that when life hits, because it's going to hit, that you're ready and prepared. And one of the things that I believe is a difference maker in that is exactly what you said. Set that why, but it doesn't stop there. And share it. Because when life hits, and life's going to hit, man, I believe iron sharpens iron. There's going to be times where I'm down and out, and I'm going to need you as a brother. I'm going to need you as a sister. I'm going to need somebody that might look me in the eyes and say, man, I love you too much to let you sink right now. Man, I'm going to play lifeguard. I'm going to save you right now. I'm going to come in and help you. I know your marriage is suffering. I know on a job you're not your, on your A game. But relationships are key of life. This has been such a hard thing for first responders, but connection is key. It, so I want to stay on that for a minute. Talk it, to it, me. So you're dealing with some, some very interesting dynamics there, and then there's two that stick out to me. Um, one, just like you're saying right there, it's been very, very difficult for first responders to make those connections sometimes. And I think some of that is rooted in just the the type A personality, strong nature that it takes to do this job, um, that you get this mentality that you're tough and you can handle it and you're going to internalize it and you don't need to share it. And, you know, you can get into the conversation of uh, critical incident stress debriefing and PTSD and all all those things that, that are also part of what we what we deal with within our job, but it leads you towards not making those connections. But where I think that the other flip side of that that's so, um, it's kind of really fascinating to me is, and the reason that I feel like you've got to share 
that that why is because the type of person that commits to this program, first responders, the integrity, the drive, the the mentality that first responders have to be the ones that are are, are running towards the danger whenever everybody else is running away, that yeah. the, the type of person that, that is it is there to serve, those are the type of people that whenever they give you this why, they're going to do everything they can to uphold it because they don't want to let you down. Huge. So the accountability. It's huge. The accountability. So that same person, so as example of me, if I'm telling you my why, I don't want to look at you and realize I let you down because I didn't live up to what I told you I was going to do. It's huge. And, and it goes beyond the accountability that, you know, the I would say the layperson, it's, it's a different mentality when you're in civil service and your job because, because of the oath, because of the, the drive and, and the, the mentality you have on a daily basis that you're going to do everything you can do to help that citizen. You know, I, I have made it a point, uh, my crew, and, you know, I've got two of my guys off my crew that, that come to FFR as well. Um, you know, they can attest that early on we made it a point to really look at ourselves from a standpoint, uh, the mentality of, of being a humble public servant. You know, we've got to be humble in the process. Um, you know, to me, we're ordinary people that do extraordinary things just through, just through the drive we're, we're not special we're not you know any different than anybody else off the street we just have a different mentality and a different drive um and because of that that accountability sharing that why it it lends another level of commitment and, and that's that's why i think it's so important in this program um through ffr online.tv through headquarters if, if you know somebody is, is blessed enough to be here um, is it, it lends another level that you you don't want to disappoint that brother or sister because you know they're not going to disappoint you it's huge that's huge commitment's a big thing uh, being all in is a big thing commitment what does that mean basically you know what I'm a person that I do what I say I'm going to do period end of the subject that's why a lot of times when people come through our program, first thing we'll ask you is, what's the goals that you want? And then we turn your, the hoping and the wishing is, I want to lose 20 pounds. I, wanna, I want a promotion. No, I will. Because when you write that vision and make it plain and put it on paper, all of a sudden I'm forcing you at the moment, subconsciously, going back to some of the Tony Robbins uh, stuff I studied, is saying, now I've committed to this. I'm telling myself I will, and I'm telling another human being I will. So it's the, pow the power of that accountability, absolutely. which is absolutely huge. And no one at FFR does life alone. I know in the beginning for you, I know in the beginning for a lot of people, that was tough, man. You know, you look at me like I was crazy, and other guys would be like, what do you want me to do? You want me to talk about my, my emotions with another dude? What are you talking about, Yeah, Jesse? you know, it, it was, uh, you know, the, the people that know me, uh, and, and, you know, through the last couple of years, you've gotten to, to know me as well. I'm a lot more reserved. When it comes to um, the motivation aspect, uh, you know, I'm not the the, the fist pumping Jersey boy that's gonna get yeah. up in people's face. Um, that doesn't mean that my desire or my you know thought process is any different. But um, early on, 
And and I told you that I used to call you Coach Tebow, because that's Tebow. what I that's what I that you know this relation that I would get the relation between uh, Tim Tebow and you and the the rah rah and, and all the other stuff. But but the 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 biggest thing that stuck through all that time is that kind of difference wore off is the the true desire and the just the the realness of that approach that you had um and it carries through to ffronline.tv it carries through to your book it carries through it's it's the desire you have to serve and it's real and and that's what you know people that are listening or that come in and read that's what they can't they can't quite grasp until they spend that that time with you but uh, for somebody that's been been there a couple of years now, and I know that uh, previous uh, people on the podcast can tell, it's it's real. So you know, it, it's not lip service. It truly is a desire to see you be the best version of you, um, and that's why you know the commitment and that accountability are so important. Because if 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 you set foot in the door, you know if you sign up online yeah if you you know make that commitment and you follow through and you don't let the the suck of life get you down yep you overcome and you embrace it you're going to meet your goals absolutely absolutely you will so. It's powerful, man. I appreciate the words. Um, you know, I get asked all the time. I never been. No one ever told me I, I'm Tim Tebow, but <laughs> I, I know I can't throw a football like him. Um, he couldn't either. But you know, people have said uh, Tony. Ro- man, you're like the Tony Robbins of the first responder world. I'm like, that's cool. You're like I, the mini me, Tony Robbins. Yeah, mini me. The, the, the midget version. I'm yeah. like shorter, but he's awesome, man. I love Tim Tebow. I love Tony Robbins, man. I love you. Thank you for the words. And people ask me all the time, where does that passion come from? Even when you're on a podcast, I'm listening and like your energy's crazy. It's ridiculous. And I'm like, it's just this crazy, ridiculous compassion. You know, I went through something at a young age. I grew up through, you know, very, very, I say poor financially. So we didn't have a lot of things. But my mom was awesome, and she taught us values, and she taught us compassion. And even when we had nothing, she was teaching us how to serve other people. And I just grew up with this, like, you know, kind of emotion inside of me that, man, if I see anybody broken or hurting, I got to fix it. I got to solve it. And I believe that God put it in my heart and gives give me the talent and ability. Man, if I interact with somebody, it doesn't matter if it's a grocery store, in a fire station, no matter where it is, that, man, I, I'm crossing paths with them for a reason. So that passion comes from compassion. But you know what? Now's your time, brother. And here's what we're about to do. I don't know if you listen to this part of the podcast, but I'm going moving on. We're putting you in a hot seat, baby. You might have heard this before, but now it's your time. We want to know how my man Younger personally develops. What do you do as one of the finest, the bravest first responders out there, captain and paramedic with Tulsa Fire? So I'm going to give you an area, and you've got to tell me, what do you do? to personally develop in that area. I know you read, you listen to podcasts, you show up at the gym, but we have four areas. Hot seat, you have 30 seconds on the spot. What does Captain Younger do physically to be his best? Talk to us, baby. Keep moving. Keep moving. I mean, that's that's the biggest deal. You become sedentary and it takes over your life. So, you know, if you have, you and I have had many conversations. I mean, I've had... 
uh, small injuries, back injuries, uh, things going on with uh, my mobility, and you just keep moving forward. If you if you stop and you become sedentary, it's that much harder to ever start again. So even if it's you know you can't do a squat because of your knees or you know do something. Yeah. Keep moving. Do something. I mean that's that's it doesn't matter what you can't you modify you you adjust you scale it to to you if if you can't do a squat with a barbell do an air squat mm -hmm. do a dumbbell do a I mean, move and that's the biggest thing for for me on a daily basis is to, to do something that keeps me in that direction i love it you heard it from the man himself right there captain jacob younger Tulsa Fire Captain. He's in a hot seat right now. This is fit for duty, fit for life. Physically, keep moving. Never quit, man. You can always modify. That's coming from a guy right now that goes absolute balls to the wall when he's in the gym. So I know that's hard for you when you have to limit and modify. This guy will walk out, man. He leaves everything. You heard it growing up as an athlete. Leave everything on the court of the field. He leaves everything. He walks out of there. He's drenched. He's laid out um, and pushes his body to the max to be who he is. Physically, there we are. We're moving on. Mentally, emotionally, what does Captain Jacob Younger do to be his best and train mentally and emotionally? I, I, th I think they, you know, the same thing. I mean, you, you, you keep moving forward. You don't lose sight of where you're at. Um, you know, mentally, I think as you train your body, you train your mind. Um, you know, I like to read um, and, and gather as much information as I can, find new things that motivate me. Mm. Um, you know, I shared with you a quote uh, a few months ago that, that's kind of di different times in my life has driven me. Um, you know, and I don't even know who I, re I read it on the wall once, but it was uh, in this world of give and take. There are few who are willing to give what it takes. It's awesome, man. You know, so th I think that that can be read so many different ways and you can apply it in so many different ways. Um, you know, few are willing to give what it takes to get where they want, you know, and there's that's kind of the mentality. It's um, awesome. You know, just moving forward doing everything you can to 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 make sure you foster those relationships uh the supportive relationships um and you know making sure that you're there to be that shoulder for somebody if they need it it's awesome man Captain Jacob Younger, he's in the hot seat mentally, emotionally. Don't lose sight. He mentioned he likes to read. I know he listens to podcasts as well. Give us your top two podcasts you're listening to right now. Team Never Quit, I know, is one of them. It, it, it is. That's. Uh, I actually only have two uh -oh. um, right now. I've, I've, I've listened to a couple here and there, but uh, Team Never Quit, I listen to each episode there. And then uh, there's this, another one from uh, some obnoxious Jersey boy I listen to every once in a while. Fit first responders, baby. Find new things that motivate you. Hey, few are willing to give what it takes to get what they want. Are you willing? And get a support system. All right, my man, you're in the hot seat. Fit for duty, fit for life podcast. Spiritually, what do you do to be your best spiritually? And what does that mean to you? Uh, it, it, it's a, for me, it's, it's, um, I didn't grow up in a religious household um you know a number of years back my wife and i started uh, going to church um 
and and for me, it, it's not even stepping foot in the door. It's spiritually for me is more based in self retrospection. Uh, you know, making sure that whenever I do anything or say anything, if I can look back on it and know that I did it for the right reasons, um, did it with the right heart, um, you know, spiritually living as um, true to myself as I can be, um, you know, and, and really that relates back into to right back there into the word too is is you know when our schedule ro- rotates, you know, there's some Sundays we can't get to church, but making sure you always get back in the door and, and you, you reconnect to the message uh, to keep you grounded in where you're when where you're heading. It's powerful, man. Spiritually, you said based in self what? I don't remember. The self kind of <laughs> retrospective. Yeah, yeah. So uh, basically, basically saying, hey, I'm going to self-evaluate myself absolutely. at the end of the day and say, hey, when I do things, what I did today, was I the best version of me? Did I do them with the right motives, the right reasons? Right. Man, it's just living a, a life of integrity and morals. And it's not really uh, – everybody has personal conviction. Sure. And I hear that's what you're saying. As long as I know I was true to myself as I can be that day, right. that's a win for me. Right, and you, and you can go back um, based off of that, and, and you can realize at different times, you know, wait, maybe I shouldn't have said that, or maybe yeah. I shouldn't have said, all th- said all it do. that way. And, and But to me, really, the, the trueness is being able to go back and, and go back to that person. Huge. And say, you know what, I, I apologize Huge. for this reason. It's you powerful. Know, maybe... My intent was correct. You know, maybe my intent was, but maybe yep. my words weren't. So, it's huge. Um, you know, just being aware of yourself um, and, and aware that, that you know, you may not need that person now, but someday you may. It's huge. You That's know, just, big. Just like, just like you may not realize that they, they need you now. So, you know, living a, a good, um, fulfilled life powerful man we could spend a whole podcast on forgiveness and what that means so let's move on last but not least jacob younger captain tulsa fire department my man in the hot seat we are last and final one relationships what do you do to be your best and grow in your relationships Hmm. you're married man yep you got kiddos yep you're a leader of a team you're in a department with over 700 firefighters Come on, talk to me. Spit the so, wisdom. So, you know, just speaking basically about my family life and at home, um, you know, the, the biggest thing for me is to appreciate, mm. uh, to not take for granted. Um, you know, realizing my daughter, who's 10, um, is 10, you know, and, and, and appreciating the, the many ups and downs that come with that. Um, and not forcing her to grow up, um, appreciating my wife for the, the, the mother she is and the wife she is and, and her allowing me to, uh, to do my thing, um, you know, whatever that may be. Um, you know, the same with, with my mother and my father and the, the direction and, and um, all of the support they've given me. You know, I think when you base everything in that family – aspect it relates to your crew as well um you know because you you spend 24 out of every 72 there yeah that's your family 
you know, you go through things with that crew that you don't go through with anybody else. And they're no different, and they shouldn't be treated any different. And, you know, you don't always get along. I mean, you don't always get along with your family either. So, you know, you you find common ground, um, and you treat everybody with respect. It's powerful, man. Relationships. That's Jacob Younger, Captain Tulsa Fire Department. Appreciation, man. Take some time today to appreciate those things in your life. Don't be too busy. We all are. That sometimes we miss the meaning in the moment. We're caught up looking for that promotion. We're caught up having to pay bills, having to get to the gym. We're so caught up with us that we miss the meaning in the moment and to appreciate what we really do have. Man, if you take some time and be thankful, we're all so blessed in this life. Man, this is the Fit for Duty, Fit for Life podcast. Man, we're about to close it out today, so I have the last winning word. Jacob Younger, what would you like to say as we close today to first responders listening from all over the greatest nation in the entire world, yes, the United States of America, and actually international now. Any closing thoughts or words or statements, my man? Yeah, it, for the biggest thing to me is that everybody realizes it doesn't matter what is stopping you. Doesn't matter, you know, how you're broken. If it's emotionally, mentally, uh, physically, if if you make that step and that commitment, and you move forward, every person listening can do it. It's huge. Everyone can do it. It it may be on a different level. It may be at a different speed, but the commitment and the 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 moving forward you'll get to the, where you're going. You just have to, to have the perseverance to continue. It's powerful, man. I'm super stoked. I appreciate you taking the time today. I know you blessed our listeners in a ridiculous way. That is, once again, the man, the myth, the legend from Tulsa, Oklahoma, Captain Jacob Younger. This is Coach JC, and that is our podcast for today. I do want to remind you, if you have not connected with us yet, connect with us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all those cool social media avenues if you need anything. If we could serve you in any way, hit us up at Fit First Responders. FFRonline.tv, if you have not logged on, get there today. This is a nonprofit. Remember, your first 20 days are absolutely free. Yes, I said free. And then after that, you can give a donation to the nonprofit so we can continue to do what we do $20 a month if that's something you want to do. Who loves you? I do. Man, you know what time it is. It is time to honor those that deserve to be honored and time to recognize those that deserve to be recognized. So all of our firefighters out there, we thank you, we honor you, and we recognize you right now. Our law enforcement, police, county, we love you guys. We thank you. We recognize you right now. Our paramedics, yes, you. We love you. Yes, we recognize you right now. And all of our military, National Guard, our service men and women out there, we thank you for all that you do. Thank you for being the finest and the bravest. Thank you for doing your part to be fit for duty and fit for life. Once again, this is Coach JC reminding you that you are fit for duty. You are fit for life. Thank you for joining us today. And thank you for doing your part to be fit for duty and fit for 